tears and a hollow sound that no one owns but you. Howdy, friends. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 130 of Justified Pursuit. It is great to be here with you. Uh, thanks for dropping by today. And of course, always a pleasure to be joined by my longtime friend, my partner in crime, the good counselor Chisholm Cook, whom I believe just returned from uh, the mountain somewhere. Uh, you, I know you found some cooler temperatures on your adventure. I did. Um, yeah, it's it's been a minute as the uh the kids say these days uh did find some cooler temperatures and unfortunately seemed to have brought a cold back from uh said said cooler temp locale you mean you mean covid uh, maybe who knows i don't know who cares? i don't i can smell stuff <laughs> and i don't have weird nerve pain so i don't give a damn what you call it i have a cold i saw and guess uh, what there were David's 18 different coronaviruses that made colds in the human body prior to this nonsense so could be one of those could Dude. be one of could be a man-made virus that was mutated back into something normal yeah. i don't feel terrible but i don't feel good hmm. i'm sorry that you don't feel good but you were doing the lord's work but hey I, i'm i'm seeing this everywhere now like dana carvey and david spade were doing a little they were taping a podcast of some sort and they were making fun of fauci and this whole thing and dana carvey's like yeah but if you get you know your eighth vaccine and you're 17th booster you're still gonna get sick in fact <laughs> you're more likely to get sick and you're gonna get more sick yeah yeah um but yeah so you were at youth camp with your yep. church indeed probably talked about it when we went last year um i think everybody who listens knows i volunteer with our church youth group six through 12 graders <clears throat> so we do a week-long summer camp somewhere every summer this year we went back uh, for the second year to the ymca of the rockies near estes park colorado which nice. is a yeah be gorgeous spot pretty awesome for sure almost entirely surrounded by the rocky mountain mountain national park um 22 hours from here uh i cheated i flew but still even is flying like, is that just because it's a bus like colorado's not 22 hours away that part of colorado is oh well you're it, farther south than me yeah That's i mean i'm in san antonio it, it should be like 18 yeah. if you were driving just your family in an suv and not unloading 70 people every time you had to stop right although they didn't do that every time but you know you unload 70 people you're off the road for 30 to 45 minutes although they had a significant <laughs> significant lost time incidents uh there's this really nice rest stop between like colorado springs and the new mexico border really almost in the middle of nowhere i don't remember what town's closest where we stopped last year on the way home well they stopped there this year and a homeless guy stole one of our kids phones mm. so then how did uh, the homeless guy get in possession of said phone apparently she left it on a table like they took a, a rest stop and you know at a, at a it's a really nice you know highway rest stop but they were there long enough she was sitting down at like a picnic table for a little bit and apparently left it sitting there i don't know if she got up and left it or if it, i never got the full story because i wasn't with them but mm -hmm. he snatched it off the table apparently because you flew and, uh her brother was on the trip and they have life 360 so they were able 
one of our one of our guys is a career retired Austin PD. Uh, good guy to have with you on these types of trips for sure. Him and two of the other guys took the van. It's a bus and a van we take. Uh, and using the brother's phone, chased the dude down. I guess he was still on the grounds, but they, they found him and they confronted him and they, <laughs> they told him, I'll give you 20 bucks if you give us the phone and the wallet back. And dude was like, oh, yeah, yeah, here, 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 I got the phone, I got the phone. And they're like, where's the wallet? He's like, I didn't take a wallet, I didn't take a wallet. Well, that was apparently a matter of confusion because the gal in question uses the phone as a wallet. She keeps her ID and like some cash stashed uh. like in her case, like in her phone case. So then they took the guy at the phone and the guy was like, where's my 20 bucks? And Austin PD guy was like, I told you you got 20 bucks if you gave me a wallet and I don't see no wallet. And so they left his ass. <laughs> I mean, uh, but so they had a significant uh, loss of do you efficiency there have i mean i think we all should have compassion for homeless people but that doesn't give you a green light just to steal stuff sorry yeah we're supposed and to I, have compassion for them but we're enabling the situation with open air <laughs> drug scenes and yeah you know, and, i mean come on you know you hear about I, i've talked about this i think sister, when jesus was doing miracles and like uh you know healing the leper and and having compassion for the downtrodden downtrodden and and poverty stricken uh those people actually were you know had fallen on hard times today these people dude some of them just will just flat out tell you yeah i don't want to work i'd rather just get my uh government check right thank you now and go buy drugs whatever yeah i don't know what the bible says we're supposed to do about that bro um to your point i think we're supposed to help people but what you just described is not helping them this dude it's stole a girl's phone. He knew it was his. He was like, I'm going to steal that so that I can sell it to buy whatever it is that I need or want. Yeah. So, Well, and the way they handle it in cities like Austin and San Francisco is definitely not helping. We've talked about Michael Schellenberger writing about this extensively over the last five years. It's, you know, oh, we, we let them shoot up. We provide them with needles so they can shoot up. That's not helping that person. I told you what my guide and bc when i was on the bear hunt said right that they actually provide heroin to the drug addicts now yeah and then they turn around and sell it to get fentanyl because it, it gets them higher right and that's probably cheaper and it comes from mexico via china, china. and then so the chinese are like oh we're making these americans sick and ultimately we're going to conquer them when the time is right they're in it for the long game though the chinese uh-huh but camp was good other than that. Yeah, other than that. Um, I was gonna say, even though I flew, I don't know that I got a whole lot more sleep than anybody because I had to get up at I think I got up at 3 a.m. Monday morning to catch a 5 45 a.m. departing departing flight. And, you know, stayed up with the crew when they got there until 12 30 at night. Mm -hmm. 7 a.m. is breakfast every morning. The first morning, me and a guy decided we needed to go for a walk. So we were out walking around at six o'clock in the morning. Took the kids again. I think I shared this last time, but I got, we, we managed to get 50 kids to jump in a freezing cold river again. And I mean like a river that's fed by snow capped mountains. So it's really yeah. not much above freezing. So that's a 6 a.m. thing. And every night, you know, quiet time begins at 11. So we're together until 11, which means none of us are asleep till after midnight. And yeah. then the last night, <clears throat> which was Thursday night. I'm flying out Friday morning, but 
leaving with the crew to be dropped off in Denver. So we're loading the bus at 315 to be, you know, wheels up rolling out of the YMCA at 4 a.m. I fall asleep at probably midnight. I had a pretty bad headache that day going to bed, so I didn't fall asleep very quickly. And at 1.45, my phone is ringing, and my daughter is calling me to inform me that all the girls in the girls' building are in a panic because there's a dude claiming to be a security guard roaming the halls and allegedly flirting with some of the girls. And turns out he was a security guard. They had uh, it had a fire alarm go off that day, and then somehow the fire alarm broke. Um, maybe they, I don't know if it went off because it was malfunctioning and so they had to disconnect it, but because the fire alarm was out of commission, they had to assign a security guard building for the night. So he was there doing his job. If they made a mistake, they should have given, they should have, you know, obviously they have a standard procedure. If there's no fire alarm, then we assign a security guard for the night. The next step in that procedure should be take a look at who the guests are in the building in question. And if it's a you know group of churches, call the youth leaders for each church and let them know there's going to be a dude wandering around at night. Right. They didn't do that. And then it was all made worse by the fact that the guy had lost his badge that day. So he didn't have an ID to show. All he had was a hat that said security, which my daughter on the phone. <laughs> Imagine a seventh grader in a room full of seventh and eighth graders at 1.45 in the morning being wound into a tizzy by some high school girls, telling them to lock the doors, turn off the lights, not to make a sound. They're freaking out. And so she's talking a million miles an hour. She's like, and he's wearing a hat that says security, but somebody said the letters were falling out. So we think it's bunk and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) The letters were not falling off. But all he could present when we, so me and the youth leader and one of the other volunteers that were rooming together, get dressed, jump in the van, drive over there, confront the guy. He's like, I'm security. The youth leader's like, you got any credentials? And he was Here's like, my unfortunately, hat. yeah, unfortunately I don't. But <laughs> as you can see, I have a hat on that says security. <laughs> and I have this Columbia shirt that says YMCA security on here and on the back. And he had a radio and he radioed in. I don't know how much my youth pastor would appreciate me sharing this on podcast, but oh well. Uh, everything Too was late. fine. But I got like an hour. I got probably 90 minutes of sleep that night and then flew home. And now I have a cold. Surprise, surprise. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. camp's like a trade show season. Everybody gets sick. That's right. what it is. Yeah. Camp cold. Uh, it was awesome, though. 700 something kids from 30 churches around the country. I know I told you about it when we caught up the other day, but watching these kids worship the Lord, singing with their hearts out, with their arms in the air, like nobody's watching. And the minister that the pastor that they had gave a, series of sermons that were not dumbed down or watered down or candy coated for kids. They were legit. Like, you know, it's time for Christians to step up and, you know, yeah, that's good. He, (laughs) I'll tell it. I know I told you, but probably his like third or fourth sermon. There was a morning sermon and an evening sermon. So yeah, probably like this right in the middle of the week. He's given this one talk about, about sin He's really trying to drive the point that, like, you know, the wages of sin are death, right, from Scripture. And so he's explaining that God cannot abide sin. God cannot cannot forgive sin without Jesus, like, without you accepting Jesus as your Savior. He had to send Jesus to the cross, and only with Jesus as your Lord and Savior can your sins be forgiven. 
um, because God is a holy God and he can't just abide by sin, right? And and any sin is the same as any other sin. Doesn't matter if it's uh, taking, you know, something like uh, breaking the Sabbath or committing adultery, right? It's all the same in God's eyes. And, and as he had an example, his point was sin, all sin is sin. And it's 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 not the sin itself. It's the authority against which the sin is committed that man that, that that matters so he's like for example he's like if i hauled off and punched jimmy who was the worship leader all week for the band if i punched jimmy in the face i probably wouldn't be invited back to a student life event they might call the cops i might get in trouble but you know it'd be something pretty minor he's like but if the cops showed up and i punched a cop in the face this is he's telling this to you know 12 to 18 year old kids right yeah Sorry about the snorting, y'all. I'm not feeling good. He's like, if I punched the cop in the face, I'd be in big trouble. I would definitely get arrested, probably tackled to the ground, dogpiled, taken to jail, assault of an officer. And he goes, now imagine the president of the United States was standing in front of me. And before he can get it out, these 700 kids, at least 500 of them go ape-s, dude. Like, they're literally cheering and clapping at the prospect of this pastor, <laughs> I assume decking the current president. Uh, well, and he played it up. Yeah, he played it up. He was like, you know, every time I, I tell this story, that's the reaction I get. Weird, huh? Mm-hmm. He goes, but anyway, if I punch the president, you'd never see me again. I'd be gone. I'd be yeah. arrested, thrown. He goes, probably thrown in Gitmo. You know, when my family would never hear from me again, I'd be gone. And that's when he made the point. It's the authority against which you sin, not the sin. Every single one of these was a simple punch to the face. But, you know, punching the band leader in the face versus punching the president in the face are two totally different things with totally different ramifications. Mm-hmm. Well, God is the ultimate authority in the universe. So any sin you commit against God is a grievous like life or death situation. I thought it was really. Really interesting way of putting it. Um. And I just love the fact that he had the balls to talk about punching the president in front of a bunch of kids. <laughs> no. Not that we're advocating that at all. Not at all. Or not, not fact, advocating it either. I, I mean, I think if you just sneezed on the guy, he would probably fall over and die. Yeah. Yeah. He's on a, he's on a heater right, right now. Uh, uh, president uh, Pocket Cash Biden. He's really been... On the top Nobody of this, cares. Look at the shiny uh, Titanic submarine that blew up. That's what the thing. Dude, is. you are not kidding, man. Like how obvious? Isn't it funny how just blatant they're getting about it? Like it's pathetic. So, so a sub goes missing. Oh, by the way, with a billionaire on it, I'd like to know what kind of dirt that billionaire had. Like, did he know Jeffrey Epstein? Who's he got dirt on? Yeah, I have a feeling there was a. There was there was several fringe benefits to that catastrophe. But yeah, a submarine goes missing. And when they finally confirm that it imploded, immediately the news comes out that the Navy had known about it for four days because of this is a hilarious part to me, because of a top secret underwater audio surveillance system that the Navy has not top secret anymore. That reminds me of uh, one Chinese spy balloon. Right. 
they exactly. knew about and were like, no, no, it's no, it's no big deal. So I saw this today. Did you know that the day they announced all that, the day they announced that the sub had been confirmed to have imploded and that the Navy had known about it? It's probably the same day they were like that Hunter Biden took a plea deal. And then no it was the same it. day that articles of impeachment were proposed to a House committee on Joe Biden because of all that stuff. Oh, all I see on the news is people uh, left the, the leftist rag news outlet saying, leave Joe Biden alone. Leave he loves Biden his alone. son. He, he loves didn't his do son. anything. Uh, yeah. But what about that? You know, who's audio? not saying that, though, dude? CBS. CBS is on his butt. And so. There's a sea change happening right now. I know I called this during Afghanistan over a year ago or almost. Was that just last August? Or was that 21? That was 21. It's coming up on Did TV. you hear the audio, though? Uh, uh, so this one reporter was asking KJP if uh, what her take was on the – it was from – I think it was a WhatsApp message that he was transcribing. Yeah. He had the manuscript from the message. And he was talking to, I think it was Xi Jinping, who at the time was vice president. And he, and I think no, he, it was a different, it wasn't Xi Jinping. Okay. Um, but, he, but he was referring same, to Xi Jinping name. in the thing. Yeah. And essentially saying, if I do not get what I'm asking for, there will be severe consequences. My father is right here and we'll make sure that that happens. Right. <clears throat> like, dude, how much do you know, dude? Could this get for this family? I feel like we have to somehow start from scratch but it's even worse than that dude the timeline is so so that happened in 2017 so technically trump was already in office right but it seems pretty clear that the deal was based on conversations during biden's vice presidency right so there's evidence that shows that hunter and his dad were traveling to china working these deals like flight logs show it where he flew in like 2013 with Biden on Air Force Two to China, began the negotiations of these deals. Those were backed up by text messages and emails. And the, the plan was the money will be sent when we get out of office, right? So in 2017, that'll be their next defense is, oh, well, this was after he was out of office when they can no longer pretend as though Biden didn't know about it, which they basically are already there because KGP is not even trying to talk about it. They'll say, oh, it was when he was out of office. And so then they'll have to prove, well, this seems to have been in play, right? But so he makes the threat, right? And I don't remember the exact dates. I feel like it was in the summertime of 2017. He makes the threat about, you better own up to your end of the deal. I'm sitting here with my father. Within five days, 100 grand is wired to, to Hunter's quote law firm. And within three weeks, 5 million bucks was sent. <laughs> And 2017 was the year that, 10, that, that Joe Biden declared $10 million in new earnings. He went from vice presidential salary of a few hundred thousand bucks to his first year out of office. He made $10 million, and there's no evidence huh. justifying well, where that money came from. In, in 2017, was he like uh, super... Was he a super hot commodity as far as the public speaker? Like, for, like here, we want to have you speak at this banquet. I mean, maybe he wasn't a bumbling idiot then to the degree that he is now, but I don't think people were. I'm, uh, I'm sure he did some down. of that. I'm sure he did some of that. But what I have heard is 
this this money they had the paper trail right maybe the, he the, wrote a book did he write a new york times bestseller that i didn't know about no the paper trail is going to come out and it's going to prove that this series of shell organizations that the house committee had already reported on that that money came from a shell entity funneled and washed through from hunter receiving it through to joe biden um, Dude, i keep going back to watergate like that right this there is so much worse than anything any sitting president have has ever been involved with it's the most corrupt politician in the history of American politics, dude. And that's a mouthful. That's really saying something. With the Ukraine, but the thing is, dude, China none stuff. of this, none of this is news. They reported back in probably 2019. I remember hearing that his tax returns showed 10 million dollars getting deposited. Tax returns? What? No, we must. You be know what else has come Trump. out? We're going after Trump and his tax returns. You know what else has come out? The F the, 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 this whistleblower who, by the way, is being put on television on like CBS News, this whistleblower from the IRS. So, gosh, it feels like we don't even know where to start with this story. This is all separate from Hunter taking the plea deal for the drugs and stuff. Let's back up and walk through it a little bit because we've been two weeks off of. That's the other thing is that. My brain's mush. In the two weeks since we last recorded. It was announced that Hunter Biden was pleading guilty to two counts of, I think the charge was failure to file his taxes for like 2017 and 18, I think. And then for those who don't remember, a firearm was found in a dumpster that for some reason, crack addict uh, Hunter had just thrown away that was registered to him. It was purchased at the time it's all it's been well documented that he was addicted to crack and so there was this pending investigation into whether he had lied on federal forms about being a you know a current yeah, you have to fill those out to purchase a gun right so he pled guilty to clearly two, ask you that pled guilty Are to two counts whatever? of not filing and one count of uh well he didn't plead guilty he's getting deferred adjudication on one count of lying on that form which means that he has to go through like a drug rehab clinic. And when he completes that, then that one will go away entirely. So like, uh, which here's I, your speeding ticket. You know, it's hilarious because he's not getting any felonies. He'll get to keep buying guns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And crack. Right. So he pleads guilty, uh, guilty. To Actually, all his that. dad probably just give it to him because he hands out crack pipes. Right. He pleads guilty to all that. And that brawl ball is in motion now. It has not been. It has to be approved by the judge by a judge with jurisdiction over all this from a federal judge in Delaware um and that's set to happen mid July I think when he reviews that so it's possible with all the stuff coming out that that judge actually says uh no this isn't sufficient but we'll see I'm not holding my breath <clears throat> but um so you know the media rushes to say see look there's not two systems of justice Hunter Biden has been held to account <laughs> yeah then a 14-year veteran of the IRS stepped forward by name and said, we were actually trying to go after him for four years, four years of felony tax evasion, felony tax fraud. Dude, the we irony to know when I, all that, all you heard about was Trump's tax returns from the leftist woke mob. Trump didn't pay his taxes. He's a billionaire. He doesn't pay his taxes. Blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. 
crap. It's the iron law of left woke projection, as James Lindsay calls it. And here right we there. have a guy that is actually evading his taxes. And where is the outrage? Dude, think about how brilliant it is to just be like, look at all these, like, you know, Hillary Clinton's like, look at Russia, 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 Russia. Clinton, Trump's in bed with Russia. And then it actually gets proven out her. that they were right. All of this stuff. They just say, look at what our opponent is doing. And then when the opponents are like, no, actually, y'all been doing that. It's like inception, right? It makes everybody on the right just look like that they're just pointing back when the reality is that it was it was strategic. They did it. They put the stink on their opponents, even though it was everything they're claiming was stuff they were already doing. Yeah. So this is a tweet. That did you know? Did you know that he was writing off? He wrote off hookers and drugs as ta- as business expenses. <laughs> of course. Did you know that? Well, I mean, just like yeah. uh, you know, Hillary paid her lawyer for you know creating the Russia hoax. So yeah, yeah. Donald Trump surprising. is being is being charged with allegedly paying hush money out of business funds to Stormy Daniels, and Biden is getting away with writing off hookers and drugs as business expenses, and he's not getting charged for that. So misdemeanors. This the to misdemeanors. The leftist. What is it? The iron law of projection. Iron law you... of woke projection or left. Okay, projection. so here's here's a great example of this. This is this is this guy, Alden Bunag. He is a uh, apparently he's a teacher. On April 6, twenty twenty two, he tweeted, "You're fucking acting like we want to show kids porn or something." But something I've learned through the years is that whenever right wingers accuse others of something, it's definitely because they're projecting. Okay. April 6, 2022. Fast forward to uh fast forward to June 24th, 2023. FBI agents have arrested a Filipino American teacher in Oahu, Hawaii, and charged him with distribution of child pornography. Guess what his name was? <laughs> uh, awesome. if you guessed Eldon Bunag, <laughs> you guessed the right Good. you are the grand winner. That's the, that's like, that's like the, that is, this, this is amazing. What you just described is amazing. So you're telling me that this crazy leftist projected about projection. Yes. That is inception. I don't even know how to, that's, that's amazing. So he's claiming that it's the rights that that right is that it is doing the projection of their crimes against the left while actually in so doing projecting his crimes of projection on the right. That's FBI amazing. agents arrested That's, him. Yes. He was served search warrants at like his home have reached, and on his person, and he was apprehended at Pearl City High School, where he was a teacher. We have to be that's peak. <laughs> that's we've we've reached some sort of cosmic climax. Like everything has got to be downhill from here. That right there is right. Like we have to be at the, the peak of, of insanity if they're now projecting their projection. And it's gotta be that we're coming to the end of this horrible horrible nightmare novel that we've been living in this dystopian novel that we've been living in yeah right it's insane yeah um all right so back to hunter and the the paper trail is there i mean you have a a whistleblower from the irs right but what's going to happen dude and i'm going to say it's going to be the same thing Nothing. Or maybe going back to what you've always said, they're going to eventually just throw Biden to the wolves. Biden's out, bro. Biden's toast. There's no way they're going to let him run again. They're either going to... uh, Straight up, dude. They're either going to force him to resign based on all of this. Or 
they're gonna cut off his CPAP in the middle of the night. Did you see the thing about the CPAP? Uh-huh. Yeah. So as this week there were lines on his face during in front of cameras where the straps to his CPAP machine were, which it's I, was he wearing it right before he walked out? Was he napping right before yeah, y'all he wheeled him out here? Like, how long ago was the CPAP on his face? Yeah, yeah dude, they're either they're, he's gone. This is Bongino's take is they thought they had quashed it in 2020 when they managed to bury the laptop. I'm yeah. making notes, by the way, because we got to make a commentary on this laptop situation. They thought they had buried it. They did not bet on losing the house. They lost the house. They went insane trying to chase down Trump. They had to do something. I would say that the no agenda guys would look at this and say, this is a little bit of the CIA versus the FBI, like interior deep state war. That's kind of always going on Mm -hmm. because they always claim that CBS is the central intelligence agency broadcasting system. The C stands for CIA. Well, right now the only news outlet outside of Fox that's covering this is CBS and they're covering it legit. Kind of surprising. Yeah. They know they can't run this man out there again. I've been saying that forever. I mean, he had even said initially he was a one-term yeah, president. No, we both agree on that. But yeah. but he is planning on on running again. And he's already said. So I listened to the uh Robert Kennedy. That's why they, that's what I'm saying they may Rogan. have to just they might have to cut the oxygen off, bro. And he mentioned like uh, which I already knew this, but like Biden's not going to debate anyone in the primaries. Like I guess because I mean even when he he barely abated Trump those you know those three I oh, remember he only did two he refused oh, yeah, to do the right. third one yeah I mean he he couldn't keep it together then and that's you know he was two years younger Kennedy would mop the floor with him who's who, oh my gosh like, dude by that by the way uh, he can't debate anybody he can't dude he can't even talk he's a mess man he's yeah. such a mess speaking of can't debate nobody will debate Kennedy uh-uh yeah. 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 Apparently science is not allowed to be debated. I think that was something that happened since we last talked, right? Um so let's not shift gears totally into Kennedy. Yeah, let's actually we'll talk let, about Kennedy another let's, time. Let's cover the JRE RFK yeah. in a minute. Well, let's just not let's not even go there today because we've got a bunch of other stuff. We'll do that. We'll just do that next next episode. All right. So on the on the Hunter Biden laptop thing. It has now come out. I don't remember what source confirmed this. It might have been the IRS. I think it might have been the IRS guy. The FBI in 2019 knew internally that that laptop was legitimate. This The government, I mean, I'm not surprised. I knew, I knew they knew they were full of it. But there's some sort of documentation that one of these whistleblowers has that the FBI actually knew that everything in that laptop was legit in 2019. And then 51 former intelligence agents in 2020 came out and said it was Russian disinformation and told Mark Zuckerberg to to censor it. But the interesting thing is, even the way that that information has leaked out, dude, the salacious pictures of like M&Ms on his dick of him snorting Parmesan cheese, of, you know, pictures of his niece in her bra. All kinds of bad stuff. That's all they talked about. And I'm blaming the right for this. That damn laptop had the text messages. All the stuff that's coming out right now was already on that laptop. And they're acting like it's all brand new information. I mean, them, all of them. 
Yeah. The laptop was chock full of proof of this corruption. But the left, when they started trickling out, like, okay, some of this is real. The New York Times said, okay, some of this laptop stuff is real. All they want to focus on is the drug use, right? So now they can do the whole Joe Biden just loves his drug addicted son thing. He had that shithead at the state dinner with with the president of India last week, rubbing everybody's face in it. And that, you know, and then that's a good look. Yeah, it's a great look. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, that same, I think we talked about the the transcript. It just, just, I'm thinking of as an American, just how that makes us as a country look like, dude, we have, there's no depths to the political corruption running roughshod through this country right now. We have reached what is going on in this country right now. This multi-tiered justice system, the level of corruption that we're looking at right now, dude, Merrick Garland is lying to Congress, but James Clapper did it years ago and admitted it and was never held to account for it. Fauci did Jim, it. Like Jim Comey did it and was never held to account research. to it. Everything that Fauci's ever said has been a lie. He yeah. admitted to the, pop, the American public he was lying and he's still worshipped as a saint. That what, what we are dealing with right now, dude, is third world country stuff. And I don't, I'm worried that it's not like, I don't know that we can recover from it. I don't, it, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know. disagree. How do we come back from that? I don't know, man. It's bad though. I think bad, the bad, only way, I, the, the number one thing for me would be term limits for everybody. Like, yeah, but you're going to have to get constitutional amendments see, for that. Did dude. you see Nancy you know what Pelosi it takes to put, say, did you see her? Did you see Pelosi say that the Supreme Court uh, court justices should have term limits? And I was like, that's really ironic for a, a politician who spent 40 four years making a billion dollars in the House of Representatives to be yeah. saying they need term limits, but I don't. What? Right. Get out! Well, of but here. she's retiring, so crazy old taking care of itself. Job. Yeah, but all that would require constitutional amendments, dude. You think we're going to pull that off? No. no. Even the ones, even I don't even like like Ted Cruz and Mike Lee senators from texas and utah have brought that to the table four or five years ago never going to happen and and I, even if it got to the floor would they even vote for it or was it just a grandstanding thing that they did i don't know if it no. came to a vote would they even vote for, would they even vote in favor of the bill that they're proposing i Probably not. i doubt very seriously that either one of them are very serious about it if they were they would have be coming up on a period where they, if they were truly men of that, that conviction, they would resign voluntarily. They, but ain't nobody um, doing that. Yeah. Don't hold your breath. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I think we talked about this on our last show, the transcript that CNN released proving that Donald Trump was knowingly holding on to classified documents. Right. Hmm. We talked about that, right? We talked a lot about what they were going after him for. Yes. Right. So he's been charged with over 30 counts of basically having in his possession classified documents and then keeping them after being told by the FBI and the uh, National Archives to return them. Right. Which then required the raid and all that stuff. So a couple of weeks ago, I think we talked about it. The, CNN the same leaked- FBI that uh, helped drum up the uh, Jan 6 thing, that FBI. Yeah. And the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, which she talks about all the time. And so the poor Muslim kid in 2001 that they tried to dupe into planting a pipe bomb in the subway and said he needed to talk to his mom. 
Um, the same FBI that was stealing, uh, you know, it was confiscating booze and, and drugs in the 40s and 50s and then turning around and selling it and profiting wildly off of, off of it under J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. Same Sorry. FBI that's not constitutional in the first place because the police powers are dedicated specifically to the states and the United States Constitution. That FBI, they don't even shouldn't even exist. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. <clears throat> so. They have these 30 something specific documents that they raided and took away from Mar-a-Lago. And those are all spelled out in the counts against him in the indictment brought by this crooked leftist prosecutor. And CNN leaked, which was leaked to them, a transcript of a phone call, not a phone call, a conversation. He was doing an interview with a, a magazine journalist, I guess, mm -hmm. um, at uh, his um, at his golf club up in Bedminster, New Jersey or whatever like a month or two after he left office. So the first they leaked the, the, the transcript and then the transcript he's talking about like this right here, like in this paper right here, Mark Milley had a plan to invade Iran, um, but I didn't ever declassify it. I should have declassified it. I didn't declassify it. And so they're saying, see, that proves that he didn't declassify these documents and he's guilty and he's going to jail. First of all, I'm like, that document shouldn't exist. I think he should just publish it. I think he should put it out there for the whole world to see. Because I don't like the fact that my government has secret plans and is pushing plans to invade Iran. Back, rewind like six months earlier, and the New Yorker magazine had published an article that, Mike, that Mark Milley talked about this with. They had already acknowledged that we have this plan for Iran, that Trump was fighting them on it. Taking Mark Milley's side because nothing is better for the for the American media than apparently infinite war, right? So it wasn't even a secret anyway, right? But they're saying that him acknowledging that this specific document, which they only have an audio recording of him allegedly waving around, is proof that he didn't declassify all these things in this. Okay, indictment. but I've got to say there has to be some value in breaking the law or not and if he broke the law like, no my, my point is i know what you're saying my point is these laws should about be classified, doing anyway. my point is these laws about classified documents and hiding information from the american public should all be stricken like basically all of them i don't believe in state right. secrets i don't believe in this this is when benjamin franklin said he who he who would give up his uh, liberty in the interest of security will lose neither gain neither and lose both this is what he's talking about the deep state says, oh, you can't let anybody know that we have plans of invading Iran. F you. F all of that is my take. I agree. But you still can't break the law. But the thing is, is that no one can confirm that he did okay. because did he actually give the document to the guy? No. No, he just had it in his hand. And more importantly than that, guess what's not on the list of 32 documents that he allegedly mishandled and hid from, hid in Mar-a-Lago? I have no idea. The Iran document that he was supposedly waving around in that phone in that interview. Huh. <laughs> so they're claiming that this audio. So then they released the audio this week because they didn't get any traction with the transcript. Everybody already knew this for two weeks. Nobody gave a shit. His poll numbers just keep going up. So they're like, listen, you can hear him say everything we already showed you him saying. Well, there's a very reasonable interpretation of that call that he's actually waving around the New Yorker article. Because nothing that he actually said about the document was not already published in the New Yorker article. 
So he huh. could have been waving around the newspaper because we all know what a psychopath he is about newspapers when they're referencing him. His desk is always covered with every newspaper in America that's got his name in it, right? Yeah. So he could have actually been waving around the newspaper and being like, but we didn't declassify that. We didn't declassify it. I should have. We didn't declassify it. Even if he's waving around the document, where'd it go? Huh. Where'd it go? Because it's not one of the documents that they're claiming that he mishandled and kept after being told to return it. So that doesn't make so any sense. It's a complete then. red herring. It's got nothing to do with the charges. It's based on a document that is not on the list. But it's, it's a, ironclad a document that he, that he doesn't have in his possession or didn't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so yeah. a month or so, whatever, after he left office, he's having a conversation with the journalist about a particular document. A year later, they raid Mar-a-Lago. They collect 30-something documents that they claim he never declassified. And that one is not in the box so he has either he has another box somewhere or or he left it behind because he admitted he never declassified it a bunch of cockadookie right which is what or he left it behind because he admitted to never having declassified it and what he was waving around was a newspaper and they're going to have him in handcuffs and all this other crap right during the election cycle that's their goal so right after this happened when biden's the one that should be in handcuffs (laughs) right after this happened there were articles about how the honorable jack smith the special counsel was rushing to bring this matter to uh, court as fast as possible. Yeah. Which they never federal, do. Huh? Which they never do. So, so they were claiming, the media was claiming, that the Honorable Jack Smith would push this to the courts right away because you don't get a federal indictment if your ducks aren't in a row. And, and so there's no reason to drag this out. They'll be in court by the end of the summer. Guess what Jack Smith just recently did? Probably he requested said, we're going to drag this out. Requested a delay until December. Of course he did. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course he did. So for the next six months, the country will marinate in the stupid audio tape and CNN will hide the ball and pretend as though it has anything to do with the charges. Dude, I will bet you $100 right here on the radio or on, the, on a podcast that that man does not serve a single day in jail for this crap. I bet you anything he ends up getting out of all of it. The whole thing, to your point, is just an attempt to derail his candidacy, you know, and make a and and to distract from the fact that the current sitting president is the most corrupt SOB in the history of American politics. Yes, correct. Yes, there's no there's no doubt about any of that. Um, I want to talk about something that I've experienced, though, and that is well, so we were going to miss another week because Henry and I are supposed to be in Ecuador right now as we speak. Yeah, he was playing in a uh, soccer tournament with his club team, and we fly to Houston on Monday. <laughs> and well, his coach is from Ecuador. That's how we got roped into this thing. It was a big international tournament. A lot of uh, you know, teams from Colombia, from Chile, Peru, all going to Ecuador to play in this tournament. Yada yada yada. Uh, we're going, and the tickets weren't cheap. You know they're. $1,200 a person. The coolest thing about the planned trip, though, was we had adopted a couple kids from an orphanage in Quito where we were going to spend the better part of a day with these kids. And we took, we each checked a bag, but in one of the suitcases, all it was was just gifts, clothing, necessities for these kids. Um, anyway, we get. To the airport Monday afternoon, we fly to Houston. That flight's delayed an hour, by the way, for no apparent reason, but whatever. We had a three-hour layover. We get to 
Houston, and they immediately text that our flight is delayed until nine o'clock. And then, you know, thirty minutes later, they've said we're we're ba- we're back on for eight fifteen. We're 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 going to be late, but it's eight fifteen, dude. We board the plane at nine o'clock, three hours past the original boarding time, and we sit there for about fifteen minutes. Then they they pull us all off and they cancel the flight. So, in your mind, what would you be thinking at this point? Like, all right, well, worst case, this stinks. We're going to miss a little bit of the trip, but we'll get there the next day, right? Um, maybe only because I haven't done enough international travel to like be super. To your point, when you do mostly domestic travel, you're used to being able to get out later the same day, the next day. But the reality is. Those flights are so infrequent. Like once you told me, I realized because I have been close to that situation before. Yeah, you're looking at two to three days before they can squeeze you on to the next flight, especially if they're trying to fly 20 something people together. I think my initial reaction would have been like, all right, we'll get there tomorrow. But then I'm not surprised that they were like, it'll be three days because they just don't. They're not running half empty planes. to So apparently there was some weather on Salvador where we were at East Coast and there were people in this airport that had been in there for two days, couldn't get home. And I think that's, there was a pilot shortage. So now ongoing pilot, we don't have a resolution. It's now 10 o'clock at night and we're trying to get in a line that wraps around the entire D terminal in Houston, Texas, too many myocarditis, heart attacks, and then people quitting because they wouldn't get vaxxed. Yeah. But I, I go up to this Hispanic guy and I'm like, Hey, look, listen, dude, we have 10, we have 12, 10 year old boys. It's now 10.30 at night. We're just trying to... First, I was like, how long have you been in this line? He said, oh, since 1 o'clock this afternoon. So I said, so you've been in this line for nine hours? He's like, uh-huh. He's like, but I'll let you cut in front of me. I, I like soccer. I'm actually here watching. I was here watching Mexico play Honduras. I'm from Honduras. I can't get home. But yeah, I like soccer. And I respect your situation. He, you know, I bought him a couple of Gatorades. He's been staying in the line forever. And... uh it takes two hours. He's like up, I would say, 30 people away from the from actually speaking to an attendant. It takes two hours still to get there. And then we, the, the manager of the team, this mom, talks to them for two hours. And then she starts crying. And I'm just watching from afar. I'm like, oh, that's not good. And then she walks over and is like, it's over. Like, can't get there until Thursday. And, you know, we have two games on Wednesday. So there's no, there's no point in going. And there wasn't. So we didn't go. Boys are all crushed. Now you've got half of, you know, this team that's now started crying because they're devastated. I felt bad for the boys. I felt bad for the kids at the orphanage. And I felt bad for the families of a lot. A lot of these families on this team, this was their big trip for the year. They had taken vacation time. Like for me, it doesn't matter. I travel all the time for work. You know, we're blessed to be able to go on vacation sometimes. The kids are going to the beach next week. So... Yes, it sucked for Henry, and it sucked for me because I was certainly looking forward to the experience. But like these people's entire summers were just up in smoke, man. It, yep. uh, and there's just nothing you can do about it. it. But, you know, at least I don't know where my luggage is. That's the other great thing about United. Aaron was on, the, Aaron was on hold for three hours. I have the screenshot of the time. Three hours before she got to talk to a human being to try to find out where my luggage was. And he was like, yeah, it's in Houston. 
it'll show up at DFW and you can go pick it up there. And I said, no, no, no. I'm not going to go drive, make an hour and a half round trip to get my luggage. You're going to deliver it to my house. And he, we go back and forth. And eventually I start yelling at him. I'm not swearing at him as I have been known to do in these situations because my wife and son, son are in the house now. She's just picked us up. It doesn't uh, do you any good. No, but he hung up on me after three hours of waiting. So that did not. And I didn't swear at him, but uh, yeah, that really pissed me off. So then when I talked to the next person after United formed an automated queue after this, because I guess the entire country is calling United Airlines being like, where's my luggage? What am I doing? Where's my flight? How am I getting home? So they created an automated queue at this point. Didn't exist before that. So I get in the queue. Someone calls me and I'm like, yep, my son's asthma medication is in that suitcase. I want it shipped to my house. She's like, okay, no problem. I don't know when it will get there, but we'll deliver it to your house. So don't know where it is. Um, I'm de- damn sure not driving to the airport to pick it up. But overall, I'd say the customer service that just flying in general with United Airlines was is the worst I've ever experienced. And you brought up something when we were just visiting yesterday about how there's like articles out there of people being like, man, it sure is a lot more rocky when I'm taking off and landing these days. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was thinking about, I really have noticed when I'm, when I'm landing and I've traveled a lot here in the last month, like, man, it sure is a lot more bumpy than it used to be. Uh, did the planes yeah. change? No, I don't think they did. It's like we said about the cops, uh, the summer of love ran off all the cops that actually have a conscience and are trying to do the right thing. And all that we're left with is like future storm soldiers who will just do what they're told and, you know, pursue an arrest, like, you know, pastors trying to have church, even though the country's locked down or, you know, you can go to strip clubs, but you can't have a, a service infiltrate Catholic mass to try to figure out who's against abortion. Well, same thing with the airline industry, everybody with a brain who was like, I don't need or want to take these stupid shots. They either had to quit or, you know, a lot of them took them and died. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that's where we remember at. like people dying, like in, in the air, it happened at least twice that a pilot croaked in air in mid flight. Take your shots. Take your shots. Just a coincidence. Died yeah. suddenly. Suddenly. Damnedest thing. Yeah. So, but apparently they just don't have enough uh, warm bodies to put in the cockpits. Even the sketchy pilots were unavailable. Yeah, Victor Davis Hanson, I think it was him. It was either him or Norajinda was specifically saying that they are lowering the standards for passing uh, to become a commercial airline pilot. Same problem they're having in the military, right? Well, are they using a uh, a drag queen to recruit new pilots? Because that's what the military is doing. Uh, apparently southwest is according to our uh insider uh who shall remain remain nameless (laughs) yeah um it's the opposite of what the supreme court just did though where they said that uh affirmative action is unconstitutional which i think that was that was either today or yesterday by god i think it was today yeah that's incredible six to three decision I was I hadn't actually read an article about it yet, so I was con- I was curious to know how the count well, fell out. So all uh, even Roberts, huh? I don't Six know. Who, I don't know who were the who the dissenters were. Um, but well, uh, you can guarantee that the dissenters were Sotomayor, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, and who's the one other lib still on the court? Um, um, the lady from Harvard, uh, Elena Kagan. Like yeah, for sure. So, but then uh, Six three. I would have thought Roberts would have cucked out and sided with the others. 
our regular uh, listener and my good friend Mickey just sent us this, though. Uh, from the New York Times, they're, they've tweeted out, breaking news, the Supreme Court rejected affirmative action at Harvard and UNC. The major ruling curtails race-conscious college admissions in the U.S., all but ensuring that elite institutions become whiter and more Asian and less black and Latino. Is that racist? <laughs> we need to be less white and less Asian. Uh, yeah, and apparently yeah. if you're not one of those two categories, then you can't compete because they're going to base it on merit. Yeah, it's pretty right. racist, bro. I want my pilots and my admissions based on merit. Thank you. I don't think that's a lot to ask. Yeah. Um. Did you hear about this? racist. <laughs> yeah. So... Affirmative action, though you're. Well, I think we're obviously both on the same page. Is there is is there even a reason to provide commentary on that? I think we both agree that it should be merit based. I think I've said this before that uh, when Chris Rock did that stand up show like twenty years ago, where he was like, "Listen, you know, if if it's a his joke was basically like, you know." If there's a difference, then you got to give it to the the kid with the better grades, the better, you know, better resume, whatever. He's like, but if it's a tie, f him. He's like, you had a 400 year head start. Mm -hmm. I, it's a slippery slope, man. I think well, it probably. What if it's a basketball, a uh, basketball scholarship, and you have a white and uh, black player, and they're they're head they're neck and neck. Should you give it to the white guy because the black player clearly is has a head start okay i wouldn't done I, I said I, I i had always been sensitive to that but what i realize now is that these woke ideologues aren't ever gonna you can't really effectively use it as a tiebreaker right mm. you can't and once the woke ideologies lean into lean towards you know skewing the statistics disproportionately out of, out of you know the other way then it's clear that it's not being used as a tiebreaker. It's being used to hold back. Particularly, I think it was, is this the case that was brought by the Asian people? I think it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's, I mean, in the article, it's uh, the, the signs that are being held up in the photo I looked at said, I'm Asian American. I have a dream too. Yeah. So I would assume. Yeah. Just and better grades. I have a dream and better grades. Yeah. So, uh -huh. yeah. And a tiger mom at home that beats me if I don't study hard enough. Yeah. Dude, oh, I don't know. This is that. crazy. No, just here's something that proves your point. So, Henry's buddy down the street, his name is Sota. Uh, his dad's Ken. They're lovely, lovely people. Sota is originally from Japan. And he is in Japan for all of June and July so that he could go back to school. <laughs> so he doesn't even get a summer. Like, no, I mean, this is just the, you know, this is how a lot of Asians and in Indians also think yeah. like, no, uh, you can just go. I'm not going to go work a farm, which was the whole reason for summer breaks in the first place. So, yeah. So because he, he him and Henry were FaceTiming and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, I have, I'm going back to school, man. <laughs> he wasn't happy about it. I'm not going to lie. I bet all his buddies are hanging out at the pool. <laughs> yeah. Or playing video games. Did you see the, uh, the biologist that was fired. Did you see this article? Professor For teaching Johnson about Varky. Yeah. Yes. 
was fired for teaching the determination of biological sex, and he based it off of uh, chromosomes, which is science, right? So he's a veteran biology professor at St. Philip's College in San Antonio. He's been there for over 20 years, and he was fired for delivering a lecture on November 28, 2022. And that's what he said is, uh, you know, it's science says you are male or female based on the number of chromosomes that you possess. So he's, he's hired not just uh, an attorney, he's hired an entire law firm. And it looks like the woke ideology is backfiring because... Oh, totally. Yeah, dude, well, no, I'm here's the best part, dude. He's black! <laughs> wow, really? I didn't know yes. that part. Yes, oh, he's black. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, I... <clears throat> I yes I I am begging uh, our black brothers to take a stand against and a lot of them are man I mean Donald Trump got more votes from black men in consecutive elections than any candidate any Republican candidate since pre Lyndon Johnson man so they are stepping up we need more of them to step up we need them to get out and vote this nonsense out and I'm not saying that means you have to vote for Republicans but I don't I don't even care about the vote part. Just help us all take a stand with us. Take a stand with, and I don't mean like us white people. I mean, all of us who don't want to be drugged into hell by this psychotic craziness. And they are. That guy did. Good on him. Bravo, sir. What? I think it's men. I'm not even going to parse it out by color. Just men need to stand up and put our foots down and say, I don't give a damn what you call me. Y'all are effing crazy. And I'm done with it. Done with it. Is this crazy? This is New York City Pride. It's kind of catchy, dude. They've got a big, they've got drums and per, whole percussion segment. We're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. You yeah, know, I it's said something um, really terrible to my wife after I listened to that. And it, it was like, um, you know, basically to the effect that the world would be a better place without any transgender people. And I don't regret saying it. I'm, I do think that clearly it's a mental illness. Like we're on the same page there. Should we not? Should we hate these people? Not no, we should love them. But I, I think you can honestly say the world would be a better place if this didn't exist. And I'm going to stand by that and I believe it to be true. If, if that didn't exist, because that, where's the most of the craziness coming from right now? They're, they keep ramrodding down our throats. We didn't ask for it, but here it is coming at you 24-7, 365 over the last seeming like two or three years. And it's just becoming more and more egregious. And now they know no bounds that we're going to just say we're coming for your children. We're just going to say it. So... <clears throat> You asked if that was crazy. And I would say that in 2023, um, where drag queens are fighting for the right to dance in lingerie in front of children, no, unfortunately, most unfortunately, that chanting is not crazy. What is crazy is this article from NBC News that popped up today. Quote, we're coming for your children, unquote, chant at New York City Drag March elicits outrage. But activists say it's taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Organizers say the New York City drag march is meant to be lighthearted 
and to poke fun at anti-LGBTQ sentiment. Yeah. So that's how they're uh, trying to put out this fire. Let's see. It's all just words, according to Brian Griffin, organizer of the march. It's all presented to fulfill their worst stereotypes of us. Hmm. You mean like the guy who said that uh, right-wing extremists were the ones projecting, but yet he was distributing the child porn that that we said that he was? <laughs> and he was like, no, that's you. No, but actually, it was you, you sick bastard. Uh, where is it at, dude? Somewhere you know in this I article. Believe, somewhere in this article, that, this, uh, this, this journalist actually says they've been doing this for years. That this exact chant has been around since the 90s. Well, and that's supposed to make it better. This article is definitely saying y'all are all reactionary. This is supposed to be a joke. Ha ha. And you shouldn't be all freaked out because we've always been doing this. We know that's how we have a whole generation of confused purple haired freaks that don't know. (sighs) So here's what I believe is that when someone says something, they generally mean it. Like if Biden says we should ban ARs, like I believe that that's if he had the ability to do it is what he would do. Because I I know leftists that are like, no, he's not really going to do that. I said, no, he's not, because luckily the House is under Republican control. But if it wasn't, there would be an assault weapons ban. Unequivocally, they would do it. They've done it before. The, the coming for your children chant has been used for years at Pride events, according to longtime March attendees and gay rights activists who said it's one of many provocative expressions used to regain control of slurs against LGBTQ people. And in this case, they said right wing activists are jumping on a single video to weaponize an out of context remark. Please show me how that can be put into context where it doesn't, quote, further stigmatize the queer community. But to Brian Griffin, the original organizer of the New York City Drag March, if that's the worst they heard, it's only because he wasn't there this year. Griffin said he chanted obscene things in the past, like, quote, kill, 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 we're coming to kill the mayor, and joked about pubic hair and sex toys during marches. People at the Drag March march regularly sing, quote, God is a lesbian. Yeah, anyway, that's less Back offensive. to your concerns about AR-15s. That's less offensive. Do you want to call God a lesbian, whatever? He can strike you down with hellfire and brimstone or some kind of karma or whatever AIDS. he wants to do. Uh, but you're oh, saying you're going to come for my You don't have children. a giggle for AIDS? <laughs> no, I'm so angry about the whole, like... No what, sense what of humor. Do you, what do you think about, like, when I told Aaron, I said the world would just be a better place if these people weren't a part of it. Do you agree or disagree? Um, yeah, but God allows it Why? 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 at the same time, we know what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. I hope that he's sending a Jonah to our modern day Nineveh to fix all this hell. And I don't think that dude's name is Donald Trump. Do you think that, uh, I don't know, dude, because the church is now being ransacked by this ideology. Oh, it has been for a while. I know, but it's just like we're coming for your children. We are now making it very, very flamboyant about, you know, 
God is trans, like that pastor in San Francisco and, you know, uh, family drag hour at X church. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Wait, is there a question here? I'm not... No, I'm just, just okay. speaking my disgust openly out loud. Right. Yeah. Expressing your confusion in confused words and half sentences. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my best Biden. Dude. I mean, it, it is like, Thankfully, I'm not as angry as I was when we first started this show, probably because like the New York Times, I guess they're right that podcasting is just white guys version of therapy, white, cis, straight, heteronormative guys. Oh, version cis, of therapy. cis. Elon's making that a slur word on yeah, Twitter. Slur word. I know. Yeah. Um, But also because I think I keep getting closer to God and God's all about peace and quiet in the storm. Um, But also, I really think like this is. This had to happen to turn the tide. Like, there's evidence all across the country that kids are done with it. Like, you know, there, there was that. Did you? We haven't talked about this. I think it was up in Massachusetts, a school that wanted to have a Pride Day. I guess they are either on trimesters or they have a really late summer recess. But just a couple of weeks ago, some school was pushing Pride stuff on their kids and. A bunch of kids showed up when shirts that said my pronouns are USA and like chanted against this stuff and raised a big old ruckus. And um, I have mentioned, but there are companies laying down their swords on this. I have firsthand knowledge of the laying down of, of, you know, pummeling you with rainbows. Um, what they try to do, if we've ever talked about what the Overton window is. No, but you're saying that, and I'm seeing like other people, it, maybe it's not companies, but certainly. I'm not saying every company say, is. We need to make it the summer of pride, not just not just gay June and training right. June. Dude, they're in a panic. That's, I mean, the, the pushback is creating an, a sheer utter panic. We shouldn't be surprised they didn't just take their toys and and, you know, tuck their furry tails between their legs and crawl back home, right? Like they're not going to go down without a fight, but the fight's on now. Like, did you see that last week Bud Light again saw a 24% drop in their sales of Bud Light? Well, I saw Bud Light. That's going on three months now. Pride parade. So they obviously learned nothing. I guess at this point, their plan is just, let's just go bankrupt. It seems like it. I mean, it's just one brand out of literally hundreds that they have, but they are... They're they're wrecked and and I don't think it's ever going to turn around. I, no, I think every not, single that everybody who has moved on. Think about how many people you know that every time you see them drinking a beer, they're drinking the same beer, right? People get into a groove, they get into a routine, they know their Bud Light, that's what they trust, they like it, they're not exploring, they don't explore, they don't try new things. And then this was like, you know what? I'm gonna give a Coors a try or a Miller a try or a Yingling a try or whatever other watery piss that they like to drink thumbs up for they're like oh by the way dude all water water all this you know watery piss beer tastes pretty much the same so i can just switch and it didn't hurt me one bit maybe some of them even picked up a a you know a shiner or some kind of you know porter or some kind of pale ale and realized oh these things actually have a lot of flavor i'll be down who mm-hmm. knows but the point is <clears throat> the most astute point that i've heard about all, all this is something like beer all you got to do is take one, I think we may have said this on the show, but take one step to the right 
in front of the beer cooler at the There's grocery 50 store. 50 more options that are better. There's a whole bunch more. So just grab a different one. Did you know, dude, they were offering $3 rebates. No, I'm, I take that back. Yeah, but yeah, you had to make $3. You could make three bucks buying Bud Light. So like a case is like 12 bucks and they were offering $15 rebates last week. So they would give you $3 more than you paid for a case of Bud Light to buy that crap. And still nobody's doing it. And still nobody's doing it. Because here's the thing. Like anyone that I hang out with, if they're ordering a Bud Light, I'm looking at them funny. Be like, yeah, Roger, if you're listening, bro, I hope you've changed. I bet you have. Because we talked about this a while back. One of my neighbors was a Bud Light guy. And way back when this all first happened, we were at a crawfish boil at my next door neighbor's house. And he's like, man, I guess I got to pick a new beer. Yup. Got to pick a new beer, bro. Uh, Well, this is the one time where I think we have stood our ground on a boycott as. Yeah. Well, so that's my point though. That's important, right? Target is getting their asses. Oh, my wife was saying the other day that she's missing target. And I was like, doesn't matter. Stay strong. Doesn't matter. Yeah. uh, I think that. I think it's just empowering. And dude, it's just the thing is, it goes so far beyond just like this isn't just like super right wing Christian quote nationalists, right? Everybody's sick of this stuff. I mean, you got Joe Rogan, who is the most gay friendly, you know, person you can imagine going on his show, the biggest show in the history of all time, saying we're all sick and tired of having this stuff crammed down our throats. Back off. Mm. Forcefully saying it, dude. You know, you've got gay podcaster Dave Rubin, who's gay married, and they adopted two boys. They threw like a surrogate. Like every time he starts his show right now, he's like, it's day 17 of Pride Month. We're almost to the end, y'all. Like, you know, there's whole coalitions of of gay people coming together against grooming and stuff like it's. There's a reason to be hopeful. All we want is just to go back to just like something like normal, right? Like. Nobody gives a damn what you do behind the doors of your bedroom. Most, the vast majority of the country isn't advocating to make gay marriage illegal. But when you're doing, and thank God for people like James Lindsay, who are pulling out the articles, the scholarly you know, works, the books and everything that were written by all these psychotic Marxists like Herbert Marcuse and Michel Foucault and, um, Oh, uh, what's that one Brazilian cat? Uh, I don't know. Whatever his name is. You know what Chow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who have been writing for decades about deliberately undermining this the like the sexual stability of kids at the very youngest ages in order to create like crazy revolutionary people who aren't who just aren't emotionally stable. They're doing it on purpose. They have written about it for a long time, and people are just now starting to wake up to it. You know what I found to be the most ironic um, component of the that gay pride march? Where it, 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 I don't even want to call it gay pride. I'm calling it tranny pride because most gay people, like my sister-in-laws, have, this is not how they act. They don't want to be right. associated with it. My sister-in-laws have two kids, though, so that's where I was going with this. The irony is the people chanting, we're coming for your children, don't have any children. Right. Don't have any. Yeah. Get your own damn kids. Oh, wait, you can't. 
because your body doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. You can't have kids. Right. So you're going no. to come for mine. F you. Yeah. <clears throat> there is a special place in hell for all of them. <clears throat> Better be ready for a fight, bro. Does it sound like I'm shying away? No, the cool new, thing is got a new AR by the way. I'm super pumped. They, they come for my girls. They're gonna have a fight with them. <laughs> I'm yeah. having to tone my girls down. I'm not preaching it at them either, dude. Like, I don't. You know, I, I talk. I, I share with them what's going on in the world, but they know truth. They know what's real, right? And they're. Did I share this the other day that we were listening to Matt Walsh going on and on about this stuff about, you know, mutilating these kids and all that stuff. And my, we were getting, we were pulling up to the church for a youth treat, youth, uh, just like Wednesday night, you know, youth group. And they said, you know, I don't, I feel so bad for them because I don't think God can forgive somebody who does that to their body. And I had to stop them. And I looked both of them in the eye and I said, yes, he can. I said, yeah, he God can. can, God can forget in, forgive anything. If they turn to Jesus and they repent and they, shine light they can be a weapon for good if they like many of these detransitioners and many of dude like there's this guy guy yeah there's this guy named buck angle angel remember he was in the in the um the book that we did the review on um um the book about this trans stuff uh oh uh irreversible damage yeah yeah, yeah. abigail schreier's book she has like a whole chapter where she's hanging out with this famous trans person named buck angel and he's like this is effing crazy we shouldn't be doing this to kids you know like legit trans people it's these it's these lost woke marxist activists that just want to like drag people to hell with them man yeah it's bad well and i'm thankful for people being like, it at like horse buck said all this angel but you know what if we didn't have trans people to begin with we wouldn't have the problem so stop celebrating mental illness and there's your solution but you're so brave. You're so brave. No, what you are is insane. And a lot of it isn't even your fault. You've been lied to. And you've been drinking the Kool-Aid. And now the Kool-Aid is showing up in your hair. Yeah, well, and I mean, I think the really sad thing, man, is that these these crazy people, there is something to, like that article that I was just reading from, where they're they're turning people bigoted against all this. You know? I don't think that's what's happened to you and I. Oh. Right. You 100%. and I just want to take a stand and say, you know, we have a line. You're crossing it. Get back on the other side of the line. But there are people. That's what my point is with my daughters. Like I'm having to make sure to counsel them to love people despite this and try to be to rise above their anxieties about it and their anger about it and and to not oh, be bigoted about it while also standing in truth. Right. Like not everybody's going to be able to parse that out. Some people who didn't give a damn about any of this five years ago are fighting pissed off psychotically mad about it now right it's because well, I, I was in the camp of i don't give a damn about it five years ago but now i've come to the, the like what i just said it was I, I when it came out of my mouth we'd be better off if trans people didn't exist like it sounds terrible to say that but that's that's where i'm at now and i and i believe that that's true and that's just that's that's terrible because if you didn't keep putting it in my face i could it wouldn't be an issue they've made it into something they made it into yeah, this for sure right so but that and that's so they have always shown progress there's no end of progress progressivism right. has to push every envelope is you know they, they get a win they just find a new a new hill to take right so 
they 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 managed to win the the gay marriage thing and it's like now let's transition all these kids and just undermine the entire very notion of boys and girls right and it's like whoa that came out of nowhere and and then you know the things that people were saying back in the 90s and 90s about if we normalize gay relationships in this country the next thing you know they're going to be going up they're going to be trying to normalize pedophilia trying to normalize bestiality that's happening right but it's not the random everyday gay that's doing that it's these crazy woke revolutionary marxists you'll know them by the color of their hair yeah <laughs> yeah how was many, it? we were eating sushi how many holes the they punched in their face yep oh yeah so we're eating sushi the other day henry's favorite and, and uh there's two people in a restaurant of i'm gonna say there was 15 patrons total in this big restaurant the people with the green hair had masks on <laughs> and a bunch Dude, of holes in their face i saw a young guy at home depot i ran up there during lunch to grab a couple things and i saw a young guy with an n95 down around his chin and it took everything i had not to stop him and be like dude what are you doing hmm. like the masks don't work first and foremost we all know that but why is it around your chin what's the effing point bro do you raise it up if somebody like me stops to talk to you, you why do that. you even have it I mean, that goes back to when you should have just done your own little science experiment right there. It, well, if I approach this man and speak to him, or maybe it's he a girl, that, don't know. will he lift it up? I saw fit, 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 families of fit people in Denver, Colorado airport wearing masks. I'm, I, I guess like at this point, I was talking with some of the people at the church retreat about it is like the people who are still wearing them, are they just going to wear them forever? You know, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, because you know there were Asian people running around airports they're, with masks they're on. Grand, the Asians are grandfathered in. They can they've they've been doing it. They're you know, it's like the hockey players that didn't have to wear a helmet. They're grandfathered in. There's definitely a little piece of me right now that's wishing that I had worn a nice, clean, brand new N95 on my way home because maybe I wouldn't be sick. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you just said they don't work, so they don't work. Yeah. Uh, mm. All right. Strange and broken new world. It is <laughs> not a brave one, though. Just strange and broken. By the way, yeah. we will finish our review. It's just been that, yeah. this has been the most jacked up our scheduling has been uh, since we started the show over two years ago. I can't believe we've been doing this over two years. Uh, but we appreciate the patience and grace. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 130 of Justified Pursuit. We will be back next week but we do need to tape on monday or tuesday jism if you can make that happen because uh we're gonna be uh, we're going back out of town again that'll be the last trip for a while so tuesday's a holiday i can definitely do that yeah um i feel like despite the head cold i was somewhat coherently ranting today i enjoyed your ranting okay so yeah i thought it was great are you hearing that a little clicking no it's time to bail all right thanks for tuning in we'll see you guys next week happy fourth God bless. God bless America. Peace out. Pray my wife doesn't catch it. No, nothing, worse than, she nothing, does. nothing worse than a sick wife. <laughs> In my house, anyway. Abstinence sucks. All right, bye. Later. Later.